Welcome to Prophecy Views. This is Brian Barton. I feel like I have a really big update for you today. Um, as we um, look at so much information going on and <clears throat> what's going what's going on with the election and what's the real story and does does President Trump really uh, have a chance to pull a victory out? Now, the first thing that I would um, direct you to number one. Uh, like this video if you're on a platform that that has that option please like this video or this uh podcast um the main thing please share this put it on your feed share this with your friends i'm going to put some critical critical information in this but listen first of all i want you to understand i'm going to have a couple of audio clips that i'm going to put into this and I want you to understand that these audio clips, there's two of them that I have prepared. <clears throat> They're both just shy of a minute, like 40, 45 seconds. So please don't give up on me on this. Um, it's worth your listen to, uh, to listen to everything that these uh, audio clips have to say. And I'll tell you right now, if, if those, those that keep their eye on what's going on, both of these audio clips are from Sidney Powell. Now, Sidney Powell is um, not only a federal, uh, is not only a, um, an attorney that handles federal cases, um, Supreme Court cases, things of that nature. She's really a big attorney, but she is also the attorney for General Michael Flynn, if you've kept up with that case. And we have talked about this case. So she came in at the halfway point uh, of Michael Flynn's a legal situation as soon as she took over um, and laid some uh, information out that the government was doing to Michael Flynn the government dropped its case now it's still going on because the um, judge has decided to become a, a prosecutor in the case and so the, the case is continuing to drag on but if you'll remember the description if you've heard anybody talk about it General Flynn also came through the Obama administration and the term that I continually hear as a description of Michael Flynn is he knows where the bodies are buried for the Obama administration. And that's why they tried to get rid of him. And when Trump came along and tried to put him in his cabinet, the very first thing they did was go after General Michael Flynn. So this is his attorney, Sidney Powell. She is very much in the know. Um, and uh, I'm also, as we, as we go along this podcast, I'm also keeping an eye to see if some other information hits uh, live while while we're doing this. So in these two audio audio uh, files, you'll hear Sidney Powell talk about a couple of things, uh, government operations called Scorecard and Hammer. Now I've been familiar with Hammer for um, a couple of years now, I guess. It's a, well, it's an intelligence tool, but we'll get into that hopefully some other time. But take a listen to this. Um, clip that Sidney Powell is. Now, she's on the Lou Dobbs program, and she's also, if you look up the interview with Fox Business, uh, Lou Dobbs, she's also on there interviewing with Tom Fitton, who is with Judicial Watch, a, a phenomenal organization. So take a listen to what Sidney Powell has to say in regards to the election tallies and what's going on. Delighted to hear that. I think there are any number of things they need to investigate, including the likelihood that 3% of the vote total was changed in the pre-election voting ballots that were collected digitally. 
by using the hammer program and a software program called scorecard that would have amounted to a massive change in the vote that would have gone across the country and explains a lot of what we're seeing in addition they ran an algorithm to calculate votes they might need to come up with for Mr. Biden in specific areas. I think that explains what happened in Michigan, where the computer glitch resulted in a change of votes of uh, about 5,500 in favor of President Trump, just in one of 47 districts. Okay, so that was Sidney Powell. And um, the other clip that I want you to hear, so she mentions this scorecard in Hammer, and, 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 and I'm gonna get to something in a minute. If you have the ability on your device to see, since this is an audio only, the only way I had to get this one piece of visual information to you was to make it the picture of this podcast, the, the featured picture that, that, that represents this particular podcast. So I want you, if you have the ability, in just a little bit, I'm going to play you one more audio clip from Sydney Powell. I want you to take a look at that picture because you're going to need to see a couple of details here in just a minute. But but I want you to get the gist of what Sidney Powell is telling you. This is this is critical uh, information. And here is the second clip. And how broadly were they used by vote uh, counters uh, in various states? I think they were very broadly used, but but not by the vote counters. They were used by the forces in the Democratic operatives that had access to these programs through the, the government access points that they have and used it illegally to change votes in this country. It's got to be investigated probably by the president's most trusted military <clears throat> intelligence officials who can get into the system and see what was done. But we do have some evidence that that is exactly what happened. And they've used it against other entities in other countries. And it's just been turned recently against our own citizens here to change election results. It's absolutely appalling that that can be done. All right. So you've got the gist of it. So there are programs out there that have the ability to not only change votes, but there's an algorithm put into the program that says... Okay, if the, Dem if the Democrat candidate or if our candidate is going to win, we have an algorithm built into the software that's, that tells us how many votes we need to achieve the desired result. Let's say we want him to win by 10,000 votes. That way it's not contestable. Uh, where uh, we need to know that. So the algorithm is set up for that. And then the vote tally would be not done by the ballot counters. It would be done inside the system itself, inside the programming of the system. Now that sounds awful conspiratorial. If you've made it this far into the podcast, that sounds awful conspiratorial. And don't click off of the podcast just yet because I want to give you uh, something that indicates that, some proof of that. And I was watching another video, actually, uh, this SGT report. Um, he broke down another gentleman's video. He did a breakdown of another gentleman's video. And he was 
uh, evaluating uh, an interview. He broke down an interview between uh, on CNN, and the interview was between L. Todd Wood and a pollster analysis guy named Russell um, Ramsled. Ramsled. And so, now this was election night. This was live while the election was going on and the tallies are scrolling across the bottom of the screen. And on the main part of the screen, uh, the screen was split and it's the, it's the screen that you're seeing. If you can see the picture for this podcast, it's the picture that you can see. This is critical. This is critical. Take a look closely at that picture. You see the two gentlemen that are having the discussion. But at the bottom you see a crawler, and that's from CNN. But there's a big gold box at the top that um, that has vote totals, and they're discussing the race. Uh, it's showing the race for the Kentucky governor race. Now, I don't really know what the two gentlemen are talking about on CNN, but I want you to focus on... So here's the setup. The gold box, the big box on there, is getting its information live from the results. And then the CNN crawler, within a second or two, updates its totals to match the information that's coming up on that gold box. But I want you to take a look closely. There was a moment through most, through the first half of, if you watch this video, and I, and, and I encourage you to do that. The vote total for Andy Bashir, he's the Democrat running for Kentucky governor. Now follow along with me. Andy Bashir has a vote total of 673,948. Now this is live. These are counting ballots, so all the numbers should be going upwards, no matter who the candidate is, Republican, Democrat, Independent. As votes come in and as they update and say you've gone from 60% of the precincts reporting to now there's 63% of the precincts reporting, the numbers go up. Nobody can vote negative. So I want you to follow me on this. So Andy, uh, Andy Bashir, the Democrat running for governor in Kentucky, at this moment in time, so the, the vote tallies at the top and the bottom match, 673,948. The Republican, Matt Bevan, he had 662,235. And both the, the big gold box at the top and the crawler at the bottom, they match. But there's a split second, and it was only on the screen for a, a, a very split second because then they went to a full screen of, of the uh, person being interviewed. And um, you barely, you had to be paying attention just to catch it. The top gold box changed. It's, it updated. It updated uh, the the numbers live, but the CNN crawler had not had a chance to update itself. And so there's a moment if you go back and freeze the video. So the new total, if you have a pen and you're not driving and you can write this down, I encourage you to go watch this video because it, it lays it out. Andy Bashir, the Democrat, on this updated numbers, 
he goes up 560 votes to 674,508. The Republican, Matt Bevan, goes down. Now, how can you cast a negative vote? But it gets even weirder than that. Matt Bevan, the Republican, goes down exactly 560 votes. And it, you had to have paid very close attention to even see it. You couldn't have seen it with the naked eye. You'd have to go back, freeze frame it like this gentleman did, and catch it. And folks, I think what we witness on that is this software, exactly what Sidney Powell was talking about. How can Andy Bashir go up exactly 560 votes and Matt Bevan go down exactly 560 votes? There, it would be a smaller chance than winning the lottery. So <clears throat> I urge you, please go and, uh, and watch that video. But look, um, there is some information out there that I'm going to get to in just a second. In fact, I'll just go ahead and pull it up now. Um, I see uh, where they have, I think it was the Epoch Times that I got this um, headline just a minute ago. Uh, Trump wins North Carolina, and that's a projection. President Donald Trump won the state of North Carolina according to the new projection, and that is um, just minutes old. The decision desk on Tuesday projected that Trump has won the state and it's 15 electoral votes. The organization also projected Tom Tillis, the Republican, <clears throat> has beaten the Democrat challenger Cunningham, which would give the Republicans 49 seats uh, in the Senate. So uh, it looks like the Republican... Um, held on or kept that seat um, in the Senate. And that's its own thing. But one thing I also want you to notice is they were projecting that Biden would win by 8 points, 12 points. There was one poll just a few weeks out before election that said that Joe Biden was going to win by 17 points. But as the election drew closer... Um, the the gap narrowed down to about where they said Biden would win by about eight points. Now, I want you to follow along. Not only did Biden not win, even, even with their methods that they used to push Biden over the top, not only did Biden not win by eight points, I'm going to say he's going to lose, but, but listen to this. They were projecting that the Democrats would pick up more seats in the House they did not. They lost seats in the House. Uh, the total isn't totally clear yet, but um, a handful of seats they've lost in the House. They said that they even thought that the, how the uh, Senate would flip to the Democrats as well, and that is not going to be the case as well. In fact, they may not uh, gain any seats at all, maybe one, but um, the Senate did not flip. Now, here's my point to that. So the Republicans had a very good night in comparison to what the polls were saying. The, the Republicans had a great night on election night. But yet, they want you to believe that down ticket, the Republicans did very well, but everybody on the top of the ticket voted for Biden 
and then all the way down the ticket they voted Republican. Um, I don't buy that. And what they're claiming is a bunch of these ballots were cast for the president only. I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of ballots that the person only voted for the presidential race and voted for Biden. Now, that sounds to me like, and I'm not saying there's not going to be a few of those, but that sounds to me like somebody sitting in a back room checking off ballots just as fast as they can check them, filling in one candidate, one candidate, one candidate. You pair that information up with what Sidney Powell talked about, scorecard and hammer. She lays it out. Folks, I want you to keep an eye on these two terms for the next couple of days. I think it's going to be crucial. I think this is going to be critical information. But it comes down to, this is a prophecy channel. Why do I bring up this very important turning point of the U.S., United States, this presidential election. Does it fit into Bible prophecy? Well, it does. It does. And we've covered this on several uh, videos and podcasts that we've done. And I'm going to go a little bit deeper this time than, than I do. Sometimes I just skim the surface on these scriptures. And uh, most of the time it's just for the sake of time. But, but I do want you to have an understanding of these. So let's get into them. Revelation 12, 14 paints a picture of the United States protecting the nation of Israel at a very difficult time, at a time when it is not difficult, when it is not easy to do. So a president, if we had, whether Republican or Democrat, if we had a president in the, in the White House that was a globalist president, say like George Bush, yes, he did do some things for Israel. But overall, the Bush family are globalist. His, his dad is the one that started the New World Order and announced that just a few short days after the Berlin Wall came down in, two, in uh, 1989. So take a, take a listen to this. Revelation 12, 14. And as usual, 99% of the time I use the King James Version. So this is Revelation 12, 14. And to the woman, it's talking about the nation of Israel, the woman with the 12 stars about her head, and to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place. Now, where's her place? It's her promised land. Where she is nourished for a time, times, and a half a time. From the face of the serpent. A couple of things I want you to notice here. A time is one year. A times is two years. And a half a time is a half a year. So this is a... Three and one half year period. And this is the exact length of time of the Great Tribulation that's spelled out in the Bible in, in numerous places. <clears throat> there are places that talks about it being time, times, and a half a time. There are places that call it 1260 days, which is three and a half years. And there are places that call it 42 months, which is also three and a half years. So you'll see... All throughout the Bible, when it talks about the time frame of the Great Tribulation, it's the final three and one half years. There's a seven-year period that will begin with the peace agreement between the Israelis and the Palestinians. Or at least that affects the Israelis and the Palestinians. Um, I'm, I'm thinking that the Palestinians are kind of drug into the peace agreement. That's another story for another time. But... Um, the other thing I want you to notice is that the two wings of a great eagle, we are the eagle, 
we are protecting her from the face of the serpent. This appears to be a very bold move. Now, I want you to take that information and hold on to it for a second. We're going to turn the corner into the next chapter. Revelation chapter 13. This is kind of Satan's chapter, if you will. Satan's plan. And the first few verses of chapter 13, you'll hear me refer to these, these quite often. This is John giving us a description of the combination beast or the combo beast that is the one world government beast that the Antichrist will control. And he's taken the beasts that, that, use, that are used in this description, he's taken them directly out of Daniel. Now, not, not purposefully. God gave him this vision separately. They just happen to tie in together. Um, so a person has to go understand Daniel to understand Revelation. But let's, let's take a quick look. So we're going to take a look at the nations that are described in this one world beast that comes against, that ends up coming against Israel or Jerusalem specifically at the Battle of Armageddon. And that's at the very tail end of the final seven years or the very tail end of the final three and a half years. It's all the same ending point. Chapter 13, verse 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his ten horns ten crowns, and upon his heads was the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were the feet of a bear, Russia, a leopard is Germany, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. That's Great Britain. But you also notice that it is the mouthpiece of this beast. And the United Nations has already claimed that the official language of the United Nations is English. So Daniel hit this 2,000 years ago. Daniel nailed this to a T. And the dragon, Satan, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and his great authority. So if you back up to 1214, remember it says that we protected Israel that final three and a half years from the face of the serpent. So we're, we are hunched over protecting Israel. I want you to picture a, a, a hen and her brood or um, a mother with its child, how it'll tuck the child behind it and protect it. Something of that nature. This is a very... We are not going to participate in the Battle of Armageddon as far as coming against Israel. We are going to be protecting Israel. Now, the question that I have that we'll discuss another time is why can't we stop the Battle of Armageddon? But we'll get to that sometime. For today, I want to talk about this election. <clears throat> we were on the cliff of being so tied into the United Nations that we would not have been able to get out. Donald Trump... President Trump came along just in the nick of time and pulled us back from that precipice. Pulled us back from it and started pulling us away from the United Nations. He pulled us out of the, whatever you think about it, pulled us out of the Paris Climate Accord, the Paris Climate Agreement, pulled us out of the World Health Organization, pulled us out of the Human Rights Council, has backed us a great deal out of NATO and made them start paying their fair share. And there are other things that he has done as well. So then the other side of that would be, 
has President Trump protected Israel? Overwhelmingly, the answer is yes. One of the one of the first things he did in his first year was to move our embassy. Um, he uh, moved our embassy to, or announced that he would move our embassy to Jerusalem from Tel Aviv. That was enormous on the world stage, and. If you notice and go back to the news clips at that time, the world community hated him for it. This is the exact picture that we get in Revelation 12, 14. I have friends with this election going on, and now that we're waiting on the results and the, and the lawsuits that are happening for the recounts and stuff, as we're waiting on the results to be finalized, I have friends that are continually texting me, asking me what I think. And I'll tell you... Um, you add the things that we just talked about with President Trump and the United Nations and the one world government and us not being a part of it and what Donald Trump has done, and it paints a picture of exactly what's in Revelation 12, 14. But remember, the description in Revelation 12, 14 is the final three and one half years. So it's the second half of the final seven years. Well, even if President Trump wins re-election, it cannot be him. However, it can definitely be his peace agreement that starts the final seven years. In fact, we've gone over this, and I would encourage you to watch our videos and our uh, podcasts on anything to do with the Abraham Accords or Trump's peace plan. We have some phenomenal resources out there right on our own page at prophecyviews.com, prophecyviews.com. Take a listen to those. Watch those. I can't stress it to you enough, the breakdown. So the, the other side of the question is, so uh, let's take one more look. The other thing that I haven't mentioned heavily in this is Trump's peace plan. Trump's peace plan appears to a T to be the peace plan that we are talking about. This Abraham, you, you tie in the Abraham Accord with Trump's peace plan and the peace to prosperity that he lined up as the economic part of his peace plan. And it is identical to what the scriptures of the Bible talk about. So let's take a look at the other possibility. Joe Biden wins election. Well, Joe Biden would tie us back into the one world government if he has the support at any point in time during his presidency of the of the Congress, the House and the Senate both, he would not, this one world government clan will never take another chance that a Donald Trump type could come along and undo what they had done. They He has undone so much of what they wanted to accomplish that they are reeling from it. They have to get him out of office. Well... I'm going to say that if Biden gets in, he and the powers that are behind him will tie us and lock us in so tightly into the United Nations, into the one world government, that we will never get out. They will not make the same mistake again. Now, the other side of that is, let's say Joe Biden wins. We know that the Senate is going to stay in Republican control. Does Mitch McConnell... Um, have a continue to ha keep his backbone and deny Joe Biden 
uh, much progress at all through his administration? Well, we don't know, but um, you know, the, there's another election in two more years, and there's nothing that says that the Senate would remain in Republican control, that Congress wouldn't flip totally Democrat. So we can't see that far down the road. But my point is, regardless of who becomes president at this point in time, the prophecies of the Bible will come to pass. And I think we are extremely, extremely close to starting the final seven years. Now, God is in control of all this. He already, this is nothing unexpected. The way my pastor says it, nothing dawns on God. You know, when something happens and two or three things, situations happen, and then it dawns on you that, that uh, a possibility could come into play or something will dawn on you. Nothing dawns on God. He knows the end from the beginning. He's the Alpha and the Omega. Nothing dawns on him. Nothing catches him by surprise. He knew what shirt you were going to put on this morning before you were even born. So don't tell me that God doesn't know or didn't plan on Joe Biden winning this. And I'm very skeptical that Joe Biden is going to end up winning this. Um, it sounds like if Sidney Powell knows this information, trust me, President Trump knows this information before she knew it. Now, uh, we add to the drama, we add to the all this whole ball of wax that's going on, and speaking of, of uh, God being in control, and we'll see how it all turns out, you listening to this podcast right now, do you think it's any coincidence that God took Ruth Bader Ginsburg out of this world a month before the election? A month and whatever, however many days it was before the election. Six weeks. You think it's coincidence that God took Ruth Bader Ginsburg out of this world six weeks before the election? Five weeks. I don't. I don't think that at all. God knew that Trump would put in Amy Coney Barrett, which turns the Supreme Court definitely conservative. I don't have a whole lot of faith in Justice Roberts, but now with Amy Coney Barrett in the Supreme Court, and now all of this election stuff is starting to hit the Supreme Court, and I've been hearing that they won something in the Supreme Court today, but I have not been able to find it again. And uh, the uh, site that I saw that on was Newsmax. So uh, one of the things I plan on doing as soon as this podcast is over and, and we're running lengthy right now is to check Newsmax to see if there's more information on anything with the Supreme Court today. Maybe just as it may just be as simple as the Supreme Court has agreed to hear a case for us. So I painted the picture of Revelation twelve fourteen, us protecting Israel, and I've painted you a picture of Revelation thirteen one through five, one through um, one through one and two. And I ask you, does if we're not part of the one world beast, what direction do you think Joe Biden would take us in? 
Now, if he does win, all that does is push things back four or eight years, depending on how long he's in office. But I really think Trump is God's man as far as getting things done. Is Donald Trump saved? I don't know. I don't know. I know that he has some very good spiritual advisors around him, but I also know he has some of the, you know, Scripture calls it broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, narrow is the gate that leads to salvation. Well, he has plenty of the broad is the way type religious people around him. I just hope he's listening to the narrow is the gate um, religious people around him. So, uh, and he's pretty good at sorting through information. I want to leave you, I'm running a little long. I want to leave you with this quote from uh, Joseph Stalin. Isn't it funny, this group that just loves Stalin. And if you run this on fact check right now, any of the fact check sources, they're going to tell you this quote is false. But I have looked it up and looked it up and looked it up through historical documents. I've gone around the fact checkers, the, 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 uh, yeah, the fact checkers, I guess you will, truth, uh, true or false type things. I've gone around them and I've looked it up in historical documents, books, uh, authors from, from back before this election. This quote is from, is definitely from Joseph Stalin. It is enough, it is enough that the people know there was an election. The people who cast the votes decide nothing. The people who count the votes decide everything. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Please, please, please support this ministry at prophecyviews.com. That would give us the ability to do these more on a daily basis instead of um, once a week or from time to time. So please support us at prophecyviews.com. Um, thank you for tuning in. God bless. We will talk to you extremely soon. Bye.